Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Claim Your Power podcast, the ultimate show for all things spirituality, self-love, and personal development. I'm your host, Kim Peretz. I'm a two-time author, content creator, yoga teacher, and entrepreneur. You are at the right place if you're ready to tap into your gifts, unleash your potential, and become your higher self. It's time to claim your power. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Claim Your Power podcast. I am extra excited today because I have one of my close friends on with me today, my wonderful friend, Ravi. Ravi and I met in Costa Rica during our yoga retreat, and we just clicked right away. We became, we have the sibling relationship dynamic, and I'm so excited to have him on today. And he is an artist, a certified breathwork facilitator, and a 200-hour yoga teacher. Ravi, welcome to the pod. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kim, for having me on. And yeah, I'm so excited to be here too. We really do have such an amazing friendship. So I'm just so thankful. Yes, I'm so happy you're here. So I want to start off by you kind of telling the listeners about yourself. And then we can also tell the story of like how we met and how our friendship formed. (laughs) But yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, so about myself, well, I'm currently an art student here in California and that's going super well and I'm also super interested in um, the spiritual and health field so that's where I got into being a breathwork facilitator and the yoga teacher training so that's kind of what I've been focusing on right now Um, but yeah so I think it would be interesting to talk about how we met at the yoga retreat Um, that was definitely a big part of just where I am now and who I am today. Right. I think I've talked about the yoga retreat like five times on the podcast because nobody like the amount of like life-changing transformation that happens like when you're living three weeks with people and all you're doing all day is just yoga and meditation and Mm -hmm. contemplation is just like you're like quantum leaping you're healing so many things about yourself and we met the first day we got there on the same day and like Fun fact, there was like a whole, I think I've told the story on the podcast that there was like a whole storm and all the flights were delayed and you were the one that I was in contact with because I didn't know anybody else and you made the shuttle wait for me. I remember that, which I, after you did that, I was like, wow, Robbie and I are going to hit it off. He's going to be my bestie. And in the car, we like started talking so much about like, veganism and spirit guides and you were telling me how like you believe in all these things and angel numbers and da 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 and we just like really hit it off (laughs) for sure I knew instantly too just just through texting you before even meeting you that's why I was like guys wait this shuttle needs to wait for Kim (laughs) so I can meet Kim um but for sure and I remember those first conversations we had and I was like wow I just feel so aligned with who you are and that's why I feel like our friendship is so great um and it's so interesting because I feel like we had just come from kind of like a chaotic period in our life right so we both yeah. were on a very similar page when we got there um and yeah that was kind of crazy to see too yeah there was a lot of like synchronicities between like my life story and my journey and your journey 
And when Robbie and I kind of met, we like realized we both went through like very similar things, like similar heartbreak situations and just like both finding ourselves like career and like academic wise, like finding ourselves what we want, we're passionate about what we want to study and things like that. We just, I remember there was like, I think it was one of the first night we like sat out with our friend Lauren. Um, There was like a seating area by the pool of the house and me, Ravi and our friend Lauren sat out and Lauren is a tarot reader. So she was doing like all these tarot readings. She's very talented. And Ravi and I just like, we got into like this really deep, like soul talk about like our love lives and just like our past and like opening our hearts again. And I feel like we both went into the yoga retreat with like the same intention of like, we're healing here we're shifting here and like the month that we spent together with like everybody else and the amount of like transformations we've both had is like crazy to witness yeah it's so crazy I didn't even expect it going into it I didn't sign up thinking like this will heal me but it's something that just happened and it was just so magical yeah so many magical people as well so those conversations were really important to me. Like the ones that we had about all of that definitely opened my mind so much. So many, so many things that, yeah, really did change it. Things for me. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I think for us, we're both very like happy people. Like yes, if you yeah. met Ravi, this man just like smiles 99% of the time and you just like (laughs) you just like radiate light like genuinely like he's blonde blue eyes like golden boy just like radiate light and I think like I learned a lot from you about like joy and just like everyone in the retreat like they were everyone was teaching me something else about myself it was all like a mirror but with you like throughout the retreat like we just had like shenanigans like all the time yeah for sure (laughs) and we have a Ravi and I have another friend named Maya who is Israeli and if and if like I have I don't know if I've even mentioned this on the podcast but I'm also Israeli so Maya and I really connected through like our background and our culture and there is a word in Hebrew called shovav which means like silly like cray cray boy and we just called Ravi Shovav like his entire time in Costa Rica. Yeah. Cause oh yeah. But Shovav is an energy of like adventure, like inner child vibes. And I think that's why we were calling you that. And so maybe you can <laughs> tell us a little about that. Like what does joy mean to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Shovav comment was really funny. I remember that so much. Um, so yeah, joy, I do also. Thank you so much, by the way, for saying that about me. And I, I, I do resonate with that because it's just kind of how I carry myself. And joy to me really is a choice. And I feel like that when I realized that, it really did change everything for me. Um, because for most of my life, I was just trying to do things that would make me feel joyful. But I never really thought about it as a choice. And just a really quick like story in the middle of this, but like the the way that I found that out was so interesting because, well, I had just moved here to California and I've been all over the place, you know, I mean, I've transferred to many different schools and everything. So when I first got here, I was like, I'm going to call my psychic who I see sometimes since like (laughs) 2018. So I was like, it's time to give him a call. 
And I just was asking him, like, what do I do in order to make, you know, this experience here in California successful for me? And all that he said was just to choose to be happy. And I was like, wow, like it really, I mean, obviously nothing is that simple, but when you go down to the root of it, like it can be that simple, you know? So that was really important for me. Like that realization, it became a big, just how like important factor of what, how I think about joy. So whenever I'm feeling down, I just kind of try to go back to that and think about like, well, in a way, this is a choice, you know? I love that. There's a quote that says, happiness is an inside job. Like, I think so many people, they look for things outside of them to make them happy, but they end up just going down this rabbit hole where they never find true happiness. And it's because they seek some sort of validation. So they look for it in relationships or in friendships or like in their accomplishments. But those things are like temporary happiness. They'll fill your void for a little bit, but then you'll start wanting to be gratified by something else. But if you just choose to be happy for no fucking reason, and you're just happy because you're alive, you're literally alive. Like being alive is a privilege and breathing the air is privilege and having a life is a privilege that your soul gets to have. And so if you just looked at life that way, it really brings it down to proportions. And obviously, again, what you said, you can't be happy all the time. And I think we'd both be lying if we were like, yeah, we're happy all the time because it's just, yeah. it's impossible. It's not, human nature is like, you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Absolutely, <laughs> not interrupt her. <laughs> By the way, me and Robbie like can't look at each other without like dying from laughter. Like oh, yeah. the fact that we've been going for five minutes not laughing is like a world record. <laughs> Um, it is it is um but anyways what I was saying is like human nature like part of it is experiencing emotions and being angry and being sad and like more of the stories like you can't always be happy like it's it's not possible but you can choose how you respond to your emotions are you gonna like sink in your emotions and let them control you or are you gonna be the one controlling your emotions in the way that you perceive things Exactly. That's so important. And of course, no one is happy all the time. There's not one person on earth that can be happy 24-7. We are all human. Emotions are roller coasters. It really is about how you look at it and what you're going to do about it. You know, um, I also think something else interesting to like put into this conversation is when I, before moving to California, I lived in the Netherlands for a little bit and it was a great, beautiful experience, but living there really taught me so much because I, for a lot of my day, was just in my room. And I lived in a very, very small space. And I just had, honestly, my room as my own space. Um, and I remember having to go to therapy in this point of my life. And something that my therapist told me was, you know, you just have to be in movement. Like, you have so much stagnant energy right now. And that was something that I had not even thought about. Like the sadness became stagnant and it became something that was stuck in me. And that was something else that I, that I learned in the time was movement, physical movement, um, not even in, in like any extraneous like exercise, just like moving your body and your joints and your muscles and, you know, strengthening yourself. That will 
cause actual chemical reactions in your brain to make you happier. And once I started implementing that, like for example, something I did for myself was I would just run 20 minutes a day. I would go to the gym, run 20 minutes a day, come back home. I was a new person and the sadness didn't feel stagnant. I felt like I had done something, you know, productive with myself and my body. And that's something that's really interesting too. It's like you can physically move that sadness out of your body. Wow. It's so true. Like people say heal through movement. It's a real thing. If you're sad, be sad on a walk. Be sad while you're yes. doing yoga. Be sad while you're hanging out with your friends. But I think the reason that people sink and lose like their spark with joy is because they sink into a void and then it's so hard to get out of it. And so finding like tangible solutions and practices that you can implement when you know that you're feeling sad or angry and you know how to kind of like even work with your inner child and reparent that side of yourself because at the end of the day nobody's gonna do the work for you people can give you advice for hours I could sit with someone I could sit with a therapist could sit with a life coach with a motivational speaker they can give me advice for hours I could pay them thousands of dollars if I don't take it and implement that advice it's useless it's helpless mm -hmm. Because it's up to you. You are the creator of your life. You are the one that's taking action. And so if you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it for you. And having that realization is the most life-changing thing, especially when like you're adulting. Because I have a lot of people that are listening that are like in the ages of like 18 to 30-ish, like the young yeah. adulting age where you're finding your independence and you're finding yourself like you're really a big part of independence for me, I think is like finding emotional independence is not being dependent on other people to make mm -hmm. me feel better or, and also vice versa, not letting other people constantly make me feel bad in a way, you know? Oh yeah. That's so important. I mean, another huge lesson is just learning that you have to be your own best friend at the end of the day. Right. Because those moments that you spend alone in your house or in between the things that you do every day, you're going to be with yourself, right? I mean, I don't even like saying alone because it's, it's really just about being with yourself. And as soon as you learn how to genuinely, and I say genuinely, cause it's like, you know, it's easy to fake things. And then you realize it's like, wait, I've been faking it this whole time. And I actually don't like spending time by myself. But the moment <laughs> you, you genuinely can like enjoy like making a dinner for yourself or just having like intentional moments with yourself throughout the day, you will see how much your life will improve because you don't have that stress of like, oh my God, when am I going to go out? Who's going to like invite me to go do something because I feel bored at home and there's nothing to do. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you will always have yourself for the rest of your life. You have this attachment to yourself because you are, you are, carrying yourself through the rest of your life, you know? So like, why not make it a good relationship? Right. Like you are the one who has to be with yourself every single morning. You are the one who has to put yourself to sleep. It's you against you. And I honestly have to say that once you start liking being alone, it becomes addicting because yeah. you attain this like inner peace and freedom like no other that then you get to this point where it's like oh if this person doesn't feel aligned with me or they're not bringing like the best traits out of me I'd rather just spend time alone and I learned mm -hmm. that like 
through like heartbreak and losing friendships where like it felt like the universe was kind of putting me in a corner and saying, Kim, learn how to be alone, learn how to love yourself, learn how to enjoy your own company. And when yeah. you genuinely enjoy your com- your own company, I feel like you also start attracting people that are right for you and that choose you because I think it's so much better to be alone than to be with people who you feel alone with. Definitely. And it's never good to come from a place of desperation in any sense, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. if you feel like I'm lonely, uh, let me go hang out with these people that I don't really like, but I just don't want to be alone, you know? that's going to lead you places that you probably don't need to be, you know, because those aren't people that, that you attracted out of just like genuine who you are, you know, like it's not, it's not a genuine feeling. It's a desperation frequency. I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, and like you are the average of the five closest people to you. And that's a really big deal. So if you come from this place of desperation and then those five people that are closest to you are all people that you don't feel genuinely connected to, then you're going to feel like you're out of alignment. You know, there's no way not to because you're just going to become the average of all these things that mean nothing to you. So it's very important. Wow, that's so wise. I forgot about that, that the five people around you are the ones that you, like you become who you surround yourself with. Wow. It's true. No, it's true though, because I I think back like in phases in my life where I had certain friends that were maybe like very negative or pessimistic or very just like desperate energy. And I realized those were times where I was becoming a version of that too. But then I was, I'm thinking like my time in Costa Rica, where I was just surrounded by the most magical group of people, like every single person Mm -hmm. there is just like, wiser and more magical than the others so you like I genuinely felt like my highest version of myself like I don't even know how like you feel like you're in some euphoria you're living in this heavenly world that's disconnected from all other sources of reality it's yeah crazy it's crazy and that's a an amazing example you know because it's like this place where a bunch of people who we felt really connected to because there was so much in common and they had so much to give. And we felt like we were thriving in that situation. And it's like, I feel like it's because of that, you know, it's because we weren't around people that are draining and like to suck out the energy, like the, the energy vampires, right. That just love to take and take and like, don't give back. Um, And sadly, there are a lot of people like that in the world and you just have to bring like, I guess, awareness to it. Right. And see, who you're giving your time to, and then assess if it's better to give your time to these people or to put that time into developing the relationship with yourself until someone that makes sense comes along, right? Wow, that was beautiful. (laughs) That was, I love that laugh. That was genuinely beautiful, wow. It was very true. And I have to say that, like, it's very true. And I don't know if you relate to this, but now neither of us are like living in the jungle in Costa Rica. We're both students at university. And I have to say, now that I'm not in the jungle, I do encounter people that are very different than me and some people that are very similar to me. And like, these are times in my life that I have to learn and use all the like tools that I know about like life and the universe and like apply it. 
because it gets overwhelming. If you're a student listening or like you were in a work setting with a lot of people, it can get overwhelming to be around so many types of people that maybe they're not people that you would normally surround yourself with. I don't know what you have to say about that. Yeah, it could be super overwhelming to be put in a position where you are surrounded by people who have nothing to do with what you stand for, right? And you could be in a room and everyone else in there is totally different from you. I mean, I'm definitely experiencing that too. I mean, I'm going to a very small school. So sometimes I'll go into classrooms and I'm like, wow, I feel, I feel like I don't have a lot to connect with, with certain people. And that's totally okay, you know? And I feel like those are the moments where you need to think like, I'm just in a situation right now. So like for anyone that's listening that still goes to like high school, for example, that's a great example. It's like, mm-hmm. there's only a certain amount of people that go to your school, right? But is that, does that reflect on how many people there are in the world and how many people that you will meet and how many people that you will love, like that you will encounter later on, you know? It's right. not just about where you are in the moment. And I feel like that also goes into like, okay, if what you're doing isn't working and is not attracting the right people, then maybe it's time to put yourself out there and choose one of your interests or passions, follow that. And just through that aligned action, you will bring new people into your life that makes sense. Because those people already have something in common with you and already have a certain value or moral that you also hold. So sometimes it's really just about putting yourself out there too. Right. And I think that can also like even apply for like relationships for someone who like really, really wants a relationship or you really, really want a boyfriend or a girlfriend and it's not working. You're not meeting your person and you're going on these dates and nothing's working out. Maybe shift the perspective and take all your energy back to you for a moment and start putting your energy back into your habits and your goals and your dreams And by doing that, by like filling and tending to your own cup in one aspect and area of your life, you will naturally be gravitating the rest of the things that you want to manifest and call in. But again, you said something earlier about like desperate energy and people, Mm -hmm. energy doesn't lie. You can say whatever you want. For instance, you can like, just thinking of like a really easy example, but like, you know, sometimes people will go on Instagram after a breakup and they'll post like really like thirst trappy photos to get the attention of their ex Mm -hmm. and they think they think like oh their ex is gonna miss them and stuff but why are you posting that photo if you're posting that photo because of your self-concept and you love yourself and you feel confident in it go for it like post it if you're posting that photo from an intentional place of like I'm desperate. I want him back I want her back like she's gonna get jealous she's gonna rue the day she left me you think they're not going to tell, they're not going to, they, they feel that people read yeah. energy people. And I have to say, like, especially men, you guys are very intuitive people. So are women, but you guys have this intuition. I don't even know how to explain it. And you guys can tell when women are being desperate and when women are being authentic. For sure. For sure. And that's a really good point. It's a very good point. Social media is very interesting when it comes to that because it doesn't lie. And you can really see when people are coming from a place of desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to touch on what you said about the relationships, it, that is so true. And honestly, like just to be fully genuine, 
I feel like there are moments where just from being such a romantic person, when when I am not in a relationship, I definitely sometimes seek out like, oh, let me see if this is going to work out because I do want to be in a relationship right now, you know? And that's something that a lot of people do because obviously it's nice to have a person, but it really takes a lot of like inner work to notice that when you when you go searching for that with such intensity it's not gonna come in a good way it's not it's not gonna be organic it's not gonna feel good it's gonna feel forced on both sides and if you end up finding someone that works then maybe they were on that same wavelength that you were of that intensity of like I need someone because I feel like being by myself right now is not enough and then if you both feel that way you know not it's not an amazing thing it's it's like I feel like there's work to be done on both sides so it's also something important to I guess keep in mind you know it's like where am I coming from with this intention of like wanting to be with someone or is it time to put that focus back in on myself and then it'll just come naturally you know right yeah yeah wait have you listened to Abraham Hicks before yes okay So for anyone who knows what Abraham Hicks is, a while ago, I was listening to an Abraham Hicks rampage and this woman that was asking about her son and she was like, I, my son's been single for 20 years. Like he won't leave my house. He's a couch potato, da, da, da. And Esther, oh, and the girl, like the woman that was asking was like, how do I find him a girlfriend? How can he attract a girlfriend? And Esther who's like the one that's channeling Abraham Hicks was like chilling and saying like, the last thing you want is your son to find a girlfriend right now, because the girl that your son will attract is a mirror of where he is now. He will attract (laughs) a couch potato feminine version of a girl that is just (laughs) like him that will not allow for any growth. And I, I listened to that and I was like, wow, it is so true. And she was telling the mom, she was like, what you need to do is tell your son, to start working on himself, to start pouring into himself, to start investing into himself, to shift his energy. And when an energy shifts, then the life shifts because you can't attract anything that you truly desire from a place of lack, scarcity, or desperation. Like you said, you could attract someone, but it's not going to be the person that you genuinely want. It's going to be like, for instance, if you've ever, if you find yourself like you keep attracting emotionally unavailable girls, or men, or just people who like are not consistent with you, you need to ask yourself, like, what part of me is contributing to that experience? Because Mm -hmm. when you start taking responsibility for your life, and you step out of victimhood, you can actually change something, instead of, you know, having this like, mindset of like, I hate men, I hate women, everyone's trash, dating in this generation sucks. But it's like, there, if you exist, if I exist and I want something like specific, that means that another version like that exists. Another person that wants the same thing has to exist. Um, mm-hmm. So I think like when it comes to relationships and like the self-love aspect, working into yourself first. And I have to say like, that's something that I'm still doing. Yeah, for sure. And it's also a really good point that like, just being in a relationship in general, you know, a lot of your time and effort is going to be put into that other person. And it's like, if you are not in a place where you feel good on your own, can you take 50% of that 
feeling of not even being good enough on your own and give it to someone else because then you'll be so much less and you'll have even less time to work on yourself so it really is a tricky thing where you need to assess that and think like you know is it really the time to get into something like this or should it just happen naturally you know and that definitely does it ties into the root cause of just learning to be by yourself learning to love yourself and have good genuine moments alone and I feel like also ties into just trusting yourself and knowing when the time is right for you to do certain things and just with trusting yourself I feel like it's so interesting um, because there are definitely like little exercises you can do to learn to trust yourself because some this is something that I learned recently too and I think is really interesting that in order to trust yourself you must keep the promises that you make yourself and every day we make a lot of internal promises in our brain right it's like okay when I go back home from school I'm going to cook myself this and then I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to go finish my homework and then I'm going to sleep early right and then let's say you only do like one of those things and the other things don't get done, you lose a little bit of trust in yourself. So that's the moment where you need to assess like, okay, what is realistic for me? And take the promises you make with yourself very seriously because no one likes a flake and no one likes someone that's just gonna constantly be putting them off and not keeping to their word or staying true to their word. So that's, right. a, that's also something that I feel is important. It's like let me take this very seriously, you know, like, let me be very intentional with my choices and the promises that I'm making to myself. And let me stick to them because you have to respect yourself before anyone else is going to respect you or your time. Right? Yeah, you nobody in life is going to respect you if you don't respect yourself. And that's no. just the truth. If you don't respect you, if you don't see your value as a person, you're just going to attract people who confirm that belief system for you. You're going to attract it in friends and partners and teachers and whatever. Um, and I think another component about like trusting is not only trusting yourself in these situations, but like learning to trust the universe or source or whatever it is you believe in, like a higher power and trust that like maybe you don't have all the answers, but despite that life is still rigged in your favor. And it's still conspiring in your favor. And it's okay if life doesn't make sense in the moment, but it doesn't necessarily mean that things are bad because we are so quick to like label things in life. If one thing happens, we label it as good. If another thing, we label it as bad. And I think something that's worked for me when it comes to like finding joy is establishing a sense of neutrality. It's, you know, saying, okay, maybe this situation isn't perfect and it's okay, and I'm just going to be neutral about it. I'm not going to let it, you know, impact me in a bad way. It doesn't have to impact me in the best way. Neutrality. And mm -hmm. it's not easy to always be neutral, I have to say. But I think it's something that's really served me is like being able to say, okay, I'll be fine if this happens. I'll be fine if it doesn't happen. I'll be fine if it works out. I'll be fine if it doesn't work out. What do you think about that? That is so true. And that is something that, is really nice to just have complete awareness about because it ties into the law of attraction and just manif manifestation and everything right it's like you have to genuinely believe that in this moment you're good you don't need that thing that you're wishing for to be good 
because right. if you if you have that mindset right it's like okay when I get that I'll be where I want to be it's like okay well you'll never get there because you don't feel <laughs> that feeling of I'm good right now you know it's like you're constantly in that longing feeling of like oh when am I gonna get it like when is it coming to me and then and then it gets even worse because then you start putting together uh signs of like oh it's not coming yet why hasn't it come yet Uh, and then you get frustrated with yourself and then negative self-talk and then uh, so it's a cycle that you have to be very aware about and bring a lot of awareness to it for sure right and I think it's also interesting like for me I've talked about this on the podcast before but I believe in like unseen luck Like even if you don't see something happening physically, you have to be delusional about your life and you have to believe that like what you want is coming because every single time that you like have self-doubt about it or like you said, you get frustrated, you're just pushing that desire away. But it's not actually the desire that you want. It's the feeling of it because if you get into a relationship, you're not going to suddenly be happy. You will be happy for a second and then another problem will arise. If you get that mm-hmm. dream job, like you're not going to suddenly be happy. If you make that same, like that crazy amount of money that you want to make, you're not going to suddenly like be happy. Maybe you will for a few moments and then those needs will be gratified, but then you're going to strive for something else because as humans, yeah. we just strive for more. We work for more. And so the key to finding joy in your life and like attracting what you want is not about like attracting the physical things it's finding like clarity gratitude and comfort for where you are now feeling the emotion and then you become a vibrational match to it and you just attract it naturally into your life for sure and just to touch on what you said about just being delusional I feel like that has such a bad connotation right because it's like oh you're delusional like people say that as an insult but to be to be honest when I first learned about manifestation when I was in high school, I remember laying down in bed at night and I dedicated a specific corner <laughs> of my room where I would stare at that corner and I would build faith that my spirit guides were in that corner of the room. And I fully believed it, even though obviously like, okay, who knows if they were there or not, right? right. But I had, I had this faith that that corner was a designated area for my spirit guides. And I would look at that corner And I would speak out my manifestations in full belief. And those moments, honestly, were the moments where my manifestations came the quickest to me, for me. And it was, it's just such a good feeling of like having that faith work out, you know, and feeling like, you know, if you believe, then it really is true. And it doesn't matter how crazy it sounds. It doesn't matter. It, it is the truth like you know if you believe that you are an amazing person and you really believe that with like full like honesty then that's how you're going to carry your, like yourself in life you know as an amazing person so it's just whatever yeah whatever desire you have really it's about having that faith and believing in everything that you're saying to yourself right and I think also when you enter like the spiritual world you do come face to face with a lot of people who are triggered or intimidated by your beliefs and like I've been called delusional before but like I see it as like a really funny thing because it's like yeah I'm delusional but look at the life that I've manifested for myself 
And it's really important to, I want to remind everyone listening that people can only love you as much as they love themselves. They can only value you as much as they value themselves. They can only respect you as much as they respect themselves. And they can only accept you as much as they accept themselves. So if people come into your life and they're trying to bring you down, it's because they're already below you. I've never met someone who's confident, who loves themselves, who's rooted in themselves and feels the need to like bring somebody else down or tell somebody their standards are too high or that they're seeking for too much. And so just Mm -hmm. remember, like, you're not too much. You're not asking for too much. You're worthy of everything that you want. And for all I care, be delusional. Like this is the side of the world on this podcast. Be fucking crazy, (laughs) crazy. Because at one point you get so delusional that you like just become like a wizard and you just like, think about the amount of stuff in Costa Rica, the amount of things. I don't know if you have some crazy stories, but I was manifesting things like in and out when we were in Costa Rica. Like I would just think (laughs) about something and it was happening, right? You were, you were definitely having a very magical experience. I remember for sure. It was crazy. I even remember when we got, when we got on the shuttle, the car in front of us, the entire time I have a photo of it had 999 on it. Yes. It was like a three hour car ride. And the whole time it was 999. It was like, our car was like magic. (laughs) It was meant to be. Yeah. It was so crazy. I forgot about that, but that's really, yeah, that's something that I, I hadn't thought about. And just something else too that I was thinking about while you were saying that story was um, kind of the fact that it ties into something that we were speaking about earlier, but um, just going back to the concept of like how to thrive, mm-hmm. um, even though bad things can happen to you, right? It's all about the perspective and how you're going to look at it and what you're going to do with that new thing that just happened to you right and if you look at it and you allow yourself to get stuck in yet again another bad cycle of like why do bad things happen to me and why am I you know in this situation right now and what's going to happen to me and then if you allow yourself to get stuck in that just mental process of sadness and feeling stagnant because of this one thing that happened to you it's going to be almost impossible for you to move on right so I kind of have like a a little bit of a funny story with this too um back home when I lived in Miami I I was working on creating some shirts and outfits with like my art on it because I was invited to do an art show in Miami and I was so excited for it and I had made all of my clothing and I just hadn't sold anything because I never put it out there because I was scared And I had this like fear of like putting it out there. And then one day I was driving my car (laughs) and I drove in front of a Papa John's like pizzeria and I crashed my car behind um, this like pizza car there, uh, delivery car. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is the worst. You know, it's like, I'm going to have to lose so much money and I haven't even like made any money yet from the stuff that I was trying to make money from. And then I remember I lost like a good amount of money through that just because I had to pay the guy for the damages like instantly. And then I was like, wow, this sucks. But it was the push that I needed to start putting myself out there. And then as soon as I did, I was able to sell everything, everything sold and I made that money back. And it was like, wait, 
why could I not have done that before? Like I was too scared, you know? So then that bad instance of crashing my car, obviously is terrible, right? Surface level, it's terrible. No one wants to crash their car. But for me now, looking back at it, it was like the catalyst I needed to push me to sell those clothes. So it's like everything has a bright side, right? And right. the second that you you start tuning into that instead of like, wow, I'm so unlucky that I crashed my car today and like da da da. Um, your perspective of life will change, and your luck will change too. So I think that that's also important to know. Just like keep yourself on a good note, you know. Try to see that silver lining. I love that. I also think like it's very true. The universe speaks with signs, and I think they get louder and louder and louder. And if something is not right, or if you need to go down a certain path, if you're not choosing it, the universe will like do it by force. Um, and I think that's a really cool story. I love that. Um, and yeah. I want to ask you if you have anything, any last thing you want to tell everyone listening, like what's your number one piece of advice that you've learned about joy and about your connection to the universe? Mm -hmm. Well, I have a, yeah, I have a really good um, piece of advice that I've learned recently, and that is to just keep learning, and that's something that has helped with my joy and just, like, personal work and inner, just everything, like, that I feel about how I, I lead my life has gone back to this so much, and it's just, like, learning a new skill and learning something that you feel like maybe you wouldn't have learned if you didn't, you know, go out of your way to try to learn something new. And th the reason why I think this is so important is because, especially now, like us who have already gone out of high school, now we're in college, like, yeah, we're learning things that have to do with our major, but it's like, you know, we have our passions and that's what we stick to, but we don't usually go to other fields and like try to learn different things. And for example, something that I started to learn is like crocheting. That's so random and doesn't have really anything to do with I'm do well with what I'm doing right now. But the fact that I was able to learn it made my brain feel like, wait, I can do many other things. You know, like if I try to learn something else that maybe I had been putting off, right. I can still learn to do that easily because crocheting before I started doing it, it seems like what even is that? You know, like, I'm not going to learn how to do that. It's going to be so hard and confusing. But it's like the second that you learn how to do something new, you will realize that other things are also easy to learn. And you don't need to be scared of them. And the second that you start, it gets easier. So that's something that I have been really learning recently. It's like, you just have to keep, you know, obtaining these skills, and you'll be so thankful for it later, too. I love that. Like keep developing yourself and keep pouring time and energy into you because you'll never regret choosing you. Oh yeah, for sure. So beautiful. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for coming on. And guys, let me know if you think Ravi should start a podcast because I think he should now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate it so much. And again, yeah, I'm just so proud of you. And guys, Kim is such a good person just genuinely so I have to put that out there and yeah just so so proud of you beautiful souls thank you so much for joining me in today's episode feel free to leave a review or dm me any topic suggestions I hope you feel inspired to claim your power today